four, five, six, seven, eight almonds in my mouth all at once. Here we go. This is in the podcast, though. No, it's not. Yeah, but this is no, it. Grandpa. All right, this is Nick's Eight Almond Adventure. Welcome to Cool Games Inc. Mm. We join you live. We welcome to Cool Games Inc. Video Game Design Stop Podcast it. from Polygon and the Vox Podcast Network. We're uh, do- live now on the scene Mm-mm. as Nick eats eight almonds. Nick, Mm-mm. how are they going? Do you need a beverage? I have a water. Griffin. Nick, this is important service journalism we're providing. I was worried. I said, Nick, don't do it. Eight almonds is too many. You get them stuck in your little throat. Mm. But no, it seems like you're really tackling these almonds and doing a good job by it. It's not my first fucking rodeo, buddy. I eat a lot of almonds my day to day. You eat a lot of eight almonds. I'm worried that that was... What? That was like RMSA. It was ASMR backwards. It was the opposite of ASMR. Bad. It was just the right amount of almonds to not sound good. Mm. How many... Do you think two almonds sounds better than eight almonds? Two almonds sounds great because they play off each other. There's like a pleasant it's acoustic. A fun, like those two little magnetic almond-shaped magnets that you throw in the air and they do that cool spin. You've seen that trick, right? Love that shit. Um, so, Nick, hi. Hey. How's it going? Good. Well, that's nice to hear. Yeah. Because every, everything seems pretty bad today, actually. Not on this show, it isn't. <laughs> okay. What do we do on this show, then? On this show, we talk about all of our different favorite computer games that you can get for sale. Okay. Yeah. Um. I've been playing Tab Titans 2 on the Galaxy Samsung Galaxy mm. S8 Plus. That's a real beast of a phone. Is it really working it to its uh, core with that the Tab Titans? I've been tapping a lot and getting all the coins out, all the monsters, and getting a bigger sword or whatever. And so I, I need a, Nick, I guess a game that's not... Tap Garbage. So, like, I finished Persona 5, and I was sort of just like, what do I chase this? How do I follow up this RPG that I just um, dumped a hundred of my Griffin hours into? Your GHs. My GHs. It's an important metric. And the the sort of dessert, I guess, after this lengthy main course mm. uh, was Tap Titans, a game where you tap a lot, mm. and you... Um, try to get diamonds to spend on purchases. So you kind of wanted a low impact, kind of low investment, low story, low low interactivity game. Yeah, well, I guess the interactivity is pretty high because you really do got to jam on. You got to tap the shit. I mean, in the um, couple of hours I played Tap Titans, I've tapped on it more than I ever tapped on Persona Five. <laughs> Persona Five is a lot of stick pushing mm. and slow sort of a lot of hitting X. methodical tapping. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know. I don't know. I need a game. I think we need to Griffin. develop the game I'm going to play Maybe after we Persona should. 5. You could also just get Tumbleseed. Oh, uh, yeah. You well, like... fucking Prey comes out tomorrow, I think, so I'm probably good for a bit. Are you a Spelunky guy at all? I am, but Tumbleseed just seems like um, very stressful. It's it's very relaxing because there's, there's no like ghost like there is in Spelunky chasing you. It really is like heavily like you can you can feel the Spelunky in there a lot. Um, but it's check like, it out. It's nice. It's a relaxing little. I I'm really loving it. I need to just. I just needed to get that out of my system and say it somewhere yeah. because, like, for the past doing, 72 hours, it's just all tumbleseed all the time. We need to be I, careful because we're doing a games podcast accidentally. I know. Whoops. It's a constantly. We're every day is a struggle to not do a video game podcast. So, yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll be talking about to my wife and I'll be like, "How was work today?" And she's like, "Oh, work was good. How was work today for you?" I'll be like, "Well, let me tell you. I've been playing Tap Titans, and I think it's very derivative. <laughs> the combat of, leaves something to be desired. Like, um." How's uh how's the West Coast though? This will be fun. Like oh sure, we could do a fun coast coast to coast. Well, I guess you're on the bottom coast and I'm on the this one. Texas um, coast. West Coast is good. It's been like sunny. It's been like SoCal weather in San Francisco for the past Shit, three days. Yeah, dude. I got a sunburn 
and I was wearing sunglasses while I got the sunburn. So I ended up looking like, you know, the fire and ice guy from My Hero Academia, where his face is like kind of red on top. That was what I looked Dude, like. Dude, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Everyone knows that guy. And so I got just kind of a forehead sunburn. And so I look real red just in the top half of my head. Operation Watch Anime, for me, mm-hmm. has come to a grinding halt ever since my son started sleeping more through the night. And I didn't have to wake up for an hour every night where I would secretly squirrel away some anime hours. Mm. Without that, without that time in the old books, I have sort of stopped my my march towards understanding a single fucking thing that you or anybody on Twitter. <laughs> there ever was like says. a like a six week period there though, Griffin, where you like I watched more than you did. Watching, yeah, definitely, yeah, um, yeah. No, it's so you're you're replacing that time with just sleep, just regular old sleep. Yeah, yeah. For a while, I was trying to supplement sleep with anime, and mm. let me tell you, it did. It was fine. Kind of gets the job done. It um, does gets the job done. It gets your blood pumped to watch these teens just like fight with their cool swords and stuff. You also, in fairness to you, you just played a hundred hours of anime with Persona Five, so like you've based, you have you didn't fall off the wagon the way you think you did. I don't think that's fair. Um, should we talk about the games we want to whip up from our imagination? Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at the list at all, so I'll be coming in as fresh as our listeners. Tight. That's fun. That's a fun experience, though. Um. um this top one is good for me. It's from Quo Pro Squid, who says, You play as a baby trying to learn about the world. Every object in the game appears as a scary textureless polygon until you can put it in your mouth. Hmm. That is, I my baby's a five-month-old now, and this is sort of his main way He's of in interacting with literally anything at all. Um, I dropped off a daycare this morning, and there's like this ball of rings that was no joke seven eight feet away from him as the crow flies mm-hmm. and i turned and i put his bottles away and when i turned at him again it was in his gob like long ways mm, but wow kids kids are tasting they the, love, lots of things it's like they use the mouth to kind of discern the world around I, my favorite part about this is definitely the part where everything is like a textureless polygon and then you pop it in that gob and then pop it out and then it it is a real thing to you now like it's um the, yeah. Like one of my favorite interactions ever in a video game, and there's no way we haven't talked about this before, but in Job Simulator, when to exit a level, you grab the exit burrito and you have to put it up to your mouth in VR. And then like, yeah. like that that action of pretending to eat something in VR is like weirdly There's uh, no way immersive. we haven't talked about that. Yeah. yeah. And and um, so that, like, that, op- that operation of grabbing something, lifting it to your real life mouth and then pulling it away from your mouth and now it's like a real thing is kind of exciting. I saw a story. I didn't click on it, but I saw a headline about like Facebook or Google or one of those companies that's like definitely going to activate like the Terminator. Um, they are working on like downloadable food. And this seems like a good opportunity for this. Mm. Just like, I don't know. I think it's like a big, um, I guess a ball gag that you have to always have in your mouth, but it has that sort of. Um, it has that uh, uh, Joy-Con Ooh, force hyper- feedback, like a haptic force feedback, haptic rumble HD. Mm. Tongue so you rumble. The, you have the ball gag in your mouth, and then you're a little baby, and you put the like you put this like weird rectangle in your mouth, and then the ball gag makes you feel like you're putting a rectangle in your mouth, and you pull it out, and you can see this is a remote control for a television set. Ah, 
Kind of, that's funny because I definitely, during Cool Games Inc. Live episode 50, which I realized we didn't say was a video episode at the time, so a lot of people oh, listened to didn't? it and had no, and they were like very, people. I saw some people who were like, oh, I listened to this episode and I thought it was kind of confusing and then I found out there was a video. Oh, shit, and, dude, and we fucked that up pretty bad, We huh? should have been, every time we do a video episode for now on, we should just scream at the beginning, just like, this is a video, and then hopefully from that people can deduce. Um, but I put a I put a remote control in your mouth in that episode. It was um, good. And so I think you you can speak to this probably more firsthand than I can. Um, I'm a little... I get... A, the thing that scares me about, like, force feedback VR things, whether it's in the mouth or in the hand, anything that'll, like, simulate the feeling of something pushing back against you, is it just seems like when that thing breaks, when it goes haywire, it will jut out the side of your cheek into, like, a wall, or it'll break your hand oh. in half. You know what I mean? Like, it's that, the, anything that can do you push feel back. That about, do you feel that about any control? Like, if you're using an Oculus Touch controller, you're like, I can't see this thing, but I'm pretty sure at some point it's going to just explode. It's only when I think about, like, a, a game where, like, because in the future of VR, right, you'll put your hand up against a wall and you'll feel it. And in order yes. for something to push hard enough for you to feel that wall, that's also a robot that can break your arm in half if it felt like it. Do can you know I what say I mean? Some, yeah, yeah, can I say something? Sometimes um, when... Um, Elon Musk is like, life is just a simulation. I'm like, whatever, Elon Musk. And then you say something like, eventually you're going to put your hand up a wall on a wall in VR and you'll be able to feel the wall. And I say to that, yes, absolutely. Those two thoughts shouldn't be able to exist in the same brain. (laughs) Right. One of them is true. Either I believe that you'll be able to put on a VR headset and touch something and Facebook will download fucking uh, Frito pie into your ball gag mouth. And then like, It'll be complete, total immersion, but I can't believe that. And also when fucking Elon Musk or Bezos or whoever the fuck is like, life's just a big simulation. I'm like, whatever, nerd. No, that's that's silly. Couldn't be. Um, I like this idea. This this game could also incorporate object permanence as a video game mechanic which i think would just be like really 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 brutal pop in because if you think like, about it object permanence is the frustum culling of human beings right <laughs> like it's the same it's the same philosophy that when you're not looking at something it goes away that's just game rendering 101 even referencing that made our thing more of a video game podcast yeah we have to <laughs> oh, we got to be so careful now nick such a fine we, i think i think we get three strikes we've used two of them we're 10 minutes in maybe we need to just record like like every four weeks you and i record an hour-long video game podcast <laughs> just and then just purge. drag and drop it into the recycling bin uh, if you play this zelda yet it's just like boom man mm-hmm. and then we we delete it <laughs> and then we got it out of our system for the month and then we can just do yeah, all jokes absolutely delete them um uh, my favorite thing about this submission is the follow-up reply from Sam B, who says Vora the Explorer, which is <laughs> they say Vora the Explorer. Christ, I'm so sorry. There was yeah, there was Sam put an apology in this there as well. Super, this super didn't need to go in this direction though. Like it's super, like it's a good game idea. It doesn't have to. Not every. All right, listen, folks. Not everything about putting a thing in a mouth. I think I don't think we have to jump to Vor as fast as possible. That's true. Yeah, no, it's not. It. I think you're... I feel like there's this, this, this association, and this is my own fault. Like I built this city on Vor and Roll. Is like anytime anybody references putting anything in the same room that has a mouth in it, somebody's like, "Hmm, Vor," which is unfair it, because so much of life is mouth act, like activities that are completely not Vor adjacent. Most activities. Most activities are mouth related. Every day you use your mouth roughly three times a day to eat something. Yeah. That's not a vor thing. 
I don't That's need you, like, every every time I brush my teeth, I don't need you kicking in the door in my bathroom saying, Vorn, that toothbrush. <laughs> I'm not brushing my teeth. I do this a couple times a day. You've been doing it for a long... You've been doing it probably longer Forever, than... Forever, for a really long time. For longer time. than Vor has existed as a I've concept. done this 100,000 times in my life. Yo, just chill for a second. Um, I'm with you. I, I sympathize with that. Um, Do you want to talk about a game called Shrekken? <laughs> <laughs> That's from Rob SF. I mean, here's the problem, Rob SF, if that is your real name. There already was a Shrek fighting game. There wasn't. Shut up. You're Dude, there was a me. Shrek fighting game. There's People famously still play it. I think it was on the GameCube, and I think it was called Shrek Super Smash. Oh, Shrek Super uh, Slam. I'm looking at this now. Shrek, Su- Shrek Super Slam. And it was like, it's apparently a pretty fucking dope game, like with some nice, like, Smash Bros. Power Damn, Stone dude. There's 16 fully destructible environments. Yep. Um, According to the so, back of the GameCube case, if I go to ShrekSuperSlam.com, I can find out more. Tell me about this website, please. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm going to no, go ahead. Like, okay, there is like an, there is a burgeoning esports community around Shrek Super Slam, and I'm not saying that as a Griffin McElroy host of Cool Games, Inc. ironic joke. That's like a real-life true thing. There's like hotel rooms at Evo where people are Shrek Super Slamming each other. Definitely, definitely, definitely. It's, it's super, super legit. We got to play this game. Uh, sorry, that's the problem. I, I have logged into the Internet Archive Wayback Machine, and I am going back to the... Because the website is no longer up, but I'm going to look at the 2006 website for Shrek Super Slam. Um, oh, I got to click to enable Adobe Flash Player. Come on, come on. Big money, big money. Oh, my God. This is a this is a fully interactive situation here. This website is, like, very interactive also, I need to tell you. Like, every time I mouse over Puss in Boots, he kind of bounces up and down. And when you mouse over Donkey, his ears kind of wobble. Uh, there's a mm. Bounce House mini game I can play right here on the website. Oh, cool. There's a there's a spot on this website where I can send the Bounce, bounce House mini game to a friend. Paste this link into an email or chat window and click send. Dude, drop that shit in Slack right yeah, now. What are you doing? Hold on a second. Here we go. You're going to want to check your Skype. Click. All right. Bounce House mini game. Let's just do a quick live... Um, sort of reaction post. Now, to unfortunately, this. I have sent you a link to a dead website. I'm going to have to actually send you the archive.org link. Sweet. I don't think archive.org is going to have the Dude, JavaScript I'm... plugin. Oh, no, it's legit. Yeah, the Flash player loads and everything. Although, for some well, reason, the music isn't playing. I have to allow the. Oh, my God. It's playing for me. Oh, my God. That's loud, Shrek Super Slam. Um, all right, so we're loading up the game. It looks like this loading um, meter is Shrek and Donkey, and it doesn't look like their bodies are filling up with whatever website uh, technology juice they need to load this Bounce House minigame. So unfortunately, it seems like I'm... Oh, God, it's really loud, man. Oh, my God, it's really... I'm closing this. Oh, this is interesting. I've gone to the 2008 version of the website. They added like kind of a castle to the background. Oh, cool. Well, let's go ahead and do like the rest of this podcast will just be sort of a um, note by note sort of breakdown on um, like what the what kind of changes the Shrek Super Slam website went through. Well, let's look at the last picture of it, which goes all the way to 2012, which must have been right before they took the site down on February 4th, 2012. They made a quick update. Oh, they got a uh, it redirected to Activision.com slash index and then a little hashtag brand question mark Shrek. Which then redirects to Activision Activision Hub, which then redirects to Activision Hub slash location. I'm just gonna click. Which in unlocks here. to. Oh my God! You found the gameplay reveal for it's Destiny just, it's Two. It's the Pentagon's website. I don't know. What... Whoa, weird. Um. So yeah, we can't do Shrek, and unfortunately, they did it, and they did it better than I think we okay. could ever even imagine. I just like that they should have fucking called it Shrek, though, huh? We got. We can agree on that. 
Yeah, definitely. Here's one from Shanana Glenn. It's a good name. Who says, drunk detectives. After a week-long bender, you wake up in a randomly generated city, having committed randomly generated acts, a strange tattoo on your forehead, a car that probably isn't yours, a confused-looking dog with no collar, etc. You must retrace your steps and reverse all the damage you did while drunk before celebrating at the bar and waking up in another city. So this, I started reading this, and then I realized this, this is, is the hangover. hangover. This is the hangover, the movie, the video game. But, 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 I think... It could be, this is an interesting idea for a procedurally generated game. Mm. A procedurally generated, no, it's the hangover the game. I'm sorry, Shenanah Glenn. This is the hangover the game, and this is going to lead us down some dark paths if we continue to talk about it. I, I do think, though, there's something to be said for, like, it's almost like I'm imagining a game that plays like a sort of a locked room puzzle game, but you're trying to piece together your your drunken bender um and you're trying to and it's randomized to some degree that that idea does excite me but not as much as not talking about the hangover excites me so let's <laughs> that uh, excites me very much uh what about this game right here which is uh from greetings fellow human who says breath of the wily coyote explore a vast open world and create cartoonish environmental traps with real world physics in order to capture very quick birds um i mean there, this is essentially Breath of the, of the Wild to an extent. It could be in the Breath of the Wild engine. Yeah, definitely. Like cutting down a log and setting it on fire, and like, man, I I, I read about the first DLC pack. That's kind of, oh, oops, oops, oops. That's Strike Three. But um, <laughs> there's some cool shit. But part of me was just hoping for. Sorry, like, hold on a sec. We have to do a quick music break because we are now going to the <laughs> gamer news segment with Griffin <laughs> McElroy. What do you got? No, I just like the the DLC sounds really cool, but I was hoping for a literal like gun that shoots those little octo balloons onto things. You and, like, want like more... just cause fucking Saints Row DLC? I want full blown like I want to be able to make a um wild Rube Goldberg machine mm-hmm. using stuff. And there's a lot of that shit. Like I'm obsessed with watching videos of people do um uh, shrine skips. Like people are doing some really it's wild incredible. stuff. If you haven't watched any of it, like watch people like surf on these bombs. That they float up in the air, like using their shield to like bounce off them to leap over these high walls. Like it's, it's nuts what a bunch of folks are doing. Um, so I just wanted more shit that would like let you like do that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, maybe this is what the Wiley Coyote game would do for us. Right. It would be sort of, it would be Breath of the Wild Blood Dragon in terms of just like yeah, amping sure. up the, the the silliness factor. Um, and, and I'm imagining I, like, what, like, what are some things you'd want? I would definitely want the ability to tether any two objects together. Yes, for big sure. Time. Um, I want uh, like I mean, another thing that's important about this. And greetings, fellow human. Mentions like creating cartoonish environmental traps to capture very quick birds. Like the thing about about breath of the wild is that you always enemy camps are pretty static and you kind of roll up on them and you can choose your approach i want a situation where link is the one who's not moving and you know some enemies are coming up the road and you get to set you can like paint a wall to look like a tunnel and then they slam into it and then you push a hundred bowlers down on their heads or something yeah 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 um or you get like an exploding cigar i feel like wiley was always doing that shit and it's like hey bud birds don't smoke yeah, most of them sucks. don't. Most of them don't. Your plant stinks. I know. The bird will smoke this big cigar and explode. What? The, the bird won't smoke a cigar. It feels like a lot of Wiley e. Coyote's traps were the things that would trap Wiley e. Coyote. Like, yeah, he was trying to trap himself. Into. He loves cigars. He loves tunnels, I guess. Like, they were all things that would trap. If he was trying to capture himself, 
or yeah. another coyote of some kind. He's like, I bought a big, delicious dead bird and I poisoned it. It's like, well, the other big, delicious bird isn't going to come and eat your big dead bird that they are. Yeah. You're going to you're gonna eat it and then you're going to smoke a cigar afterwards, you dummy, and you're going to explode. Talk about object permanence. Wiley Cody was so often getting tricked by his own traps that I think maybe he was a baby. And what, what are the ramifications of that for that cartoon? For the Roadrunner um, series. I do like... I, man, I just like track games. I used to love um, Deception, the Deception games. Isn't that what they're... Kagero's Deception or yeah, whatever? Yeah, the, the PS2 or PS3 games where you're like PS2 setting up game, Rube Goldberg they, chain they reaction kept, things. They kept making them, but with every game, they would like triple the amount of, okay, but this trap makes all our clothes fall off. And um, I just wish there was like a version of that where I could just get real serious with my Home Alone-esque mm-hmm. shenanigans. It's such um, a it's such a ripe like it feels so like that dude. genre should be amazing like and we we all this is also maybe a subject that we've we've edged up against before but like the the idea of of Home Alone is such a video game idea like so it's the completely. most video game asking yeah I mean like um you know what I was just thinking about this like there, it, it would be also good for like a multiplayer thing and guess what it was in Spy versus Spy for the NES. Mm. This was that. You would go from room to room trying to find the other spy, but you could leave little traps um, for, for each other that you could like set off to try to kill the other person. I want that, but in a game made in 2017 AD. I'm sure that shit is getting made and has gotten made and like i just rainbow six siege is like not too far off the mark in terms of like laying down claymores and knocking down walls and like you the you spend the first minute or so of every match just like boarding up the windows and going full home alone on the house there's some games there's one shit i can't remember the name of it but i i played it a couple times it's something like devil party that's not what it's called Devil's third No, but it's like you and like a bunch of folks are in a house, but one of you is a murderer and like you have to explore this house doing this like scavenger hunt, but one of you is a murderer and you can like set traps and stuff. And there's also like uh, that, I think that Friday the 13th asymmetrical kind of multiplayer horror game has some of this stuff, but um, I don't know. I just want more trap games. Hey, can I read you this one from Sam B. Rules? Yes. A Justin Timberlake. A Justin Timberlake. Uh, manipulate and perfect your Justin to solve different one-screen puzzles. Need da- need to weigh down a switch? Make a heavy Justin. Need to pop a balloon? Sharp Justin. I'm loving this. So when I heard of Justin Timberlake, my head went to chiropractic care on Justin. But this is actually much more exciting, which is almost like a, 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 a solve. It. You know what? What was that game? The game Kim Swift made after Portal. I was just trying to think Fuck. of it, dude. I've been tr- I've been trying to. Th- I watch a speed run of it every year. It. You can make things. objects fluffy. Quantum conundrum, dude. Quantum conundrum. Quantum conundrum is what um, we're talking. It's something we're... like that, but it's a quantum Timberlake, right? And you can make him fluffy Timberlake, heavy Timberlake, thin Timberlake, sharp Timberlake, slow Timberlake, and then all the colors. Did and you say all fluffy the... already? Because that's yeah, a big fluffy one. Timberlake, like um, a water Timberlake. I mean, we've also got sort of a boy in his blob situation, which um, I liked that game, but I also kind of wish instead of sort of an amorphous alien friend, I had former NSYNC member a Justin Timberlake. A boy and his sink. A boy in his... The <laughs> yeah. And the whole time, I think he's, you know, he's doing his... He's doing his comedy mostly. Okay. Some of, so more want- of his SNL adjacent work. It's and he's doing some of his acting, his social network, and it's some of his comedy. And you're like, "This is 
Good. I would love to transform you into singing, Justin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to transform you into song song performer, Justin Timberlake. So that could be the the overarching narrative, right? Is that you've got you keep getting add-ons for your Justin Gun to turn him into different things, okay. but you're trying to find the one that turns him into the musician we fell in love with in 1996. Yeah, it's like I found that uh, that expansion chip uh, like eight years ago when the 2020 experience came out. And I guess I just misplaced it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you've been doing a, making a lot of great stuff since then. But I'd love to find the 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 gun that shoots you back into making music again. I think mm-hmm. for a bit, and then we'll go solve the puzzles and do all that. We fun can do stuff. the puzzles while listening to Sexy Back to the new music that you Sexy Back made. Two. <laughs> yeah. Um. You want an idea from me? Yeah. Okay. Here's one. That I chose well in advance and am not selecting right now. Um, and that idea comes from Constable Jones, who said, It's like that naked riding part at the end of Metal Gear Solid 2, except there's only one, there are three, three changes. There's only one guard, you are that guard, and there are a million Rydens. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine you're just, you're one of that, you're part of that like elite squad at the end of MGS2 with the little light, the Akira light yeah, trails yeah, yeah, on their sure. eyes and shit. But there's a th- just thousands of cartwheeling, weaponless yeah. ride-ins. Are they trying to attack? Are, th- are they attacking you or are you just sort of near them? They, I mean, they are attacking you by virtue of the fact that Arsenal Gear doesn't have a lot of walking room and, and you could fall to your death very easily. So they're okay. not really actively attacking you, but there's so many of them and they're doing so many flips, so many cartwheels that it's it's impossible not to get hit by them. And it's funny because Naked Raiden with no weapons is not an incredible uh, force to be reckoned with. He's not he's not super powerful, but when you amp up the quantity of Raidens, it becomes it's a, a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Also, I think it would be sort of just like fighting a. You would not look at this gaggle of this murder of Raidens and think that's a bunch of the video game character Raiden. I think it would just sort of look like a big, long, tan strip. Mm. Just like a big, long, beige ribbon. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if you, if you like me, uh, bought a copy of the very rare. Uh, game the document of Metal Gear Solid 2 which is sort of an interactive DVD slash PS2 game that let you look at the 3D models you'll know that uh, there's actually Raiden's 3D model from that moment in the game uh, has no no uh, genitalia of any kind and just, it's just okay. super smooth from 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 tip to like toe just from st- stern to whatever well, the other the tip. part of his <laughs> there's no tip you just said right tipless <laughs> tipless he has 10 toes he's got zero tips and as a result, I think that that really does lend credence to your theory that it would just be this this rippling Long, ocean of just the palest skin. Just kind of a skin wall mm-hmm. would be like what we're discussing. Um, a rectangle, a long rectangle of skin and maybe some hair flying around at the top. Um, yeah, this is good. And if you touch them, I think you, if memory serves, if you get cartwheeled into, the guards just go like flying. And they like land on their back. They do, a bit. and it's funny because those Tengu are are so powerful. They've got those those high frequency blades and those big machine guns and stuff. But just a nude man catching you off a guard, nude man getting you with a hit you in the grill with his ankle is gonna always ten times it's out of too ten. Too much, man. You're never ready for that. Here's a good one from now. We are all Tom who says, "I'm proud of my grandson." This isn't a game suggestion. Is this just, just on like the grandma subreddit or was this a cool um, game Inc. submission? I'm proud of my grandson, a mobile game where you raise and train your grandson to fight other players' grandsons. I think this is exactly what Griffin was talking about wanting on this most recent episode. Oh, it kind of Boy, is. I really went in on um, 
God, there's just so many genres that I feel like you and I go off on for not having good games in it ever. Mm-hmm. Well, this submission is proving to me that maybe it's harder than we thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm, I, that's a that's an okay idea. Like, how do you raise your how do you raise a grandson? I think depending because we do want to evoke Tamagotchi in a way, and so I think that the different hard candies you give him can kind of spec him in different directions to be more Fun. of a defensive fighter, more of a yeah. butterscotch fighter. What's a butterscotch fight? Was that to me? That's that's more like um, just sort of slow, but mm. just like very deliberate. He's slow but slippery. Yeah, like butterscotch would be. Like butterscotch would be if it was real. So, do you? Hmm. Hmm. This is. There is. There's something about this that feels like a little cockfighty in a way that I'm not sure I love. Where it's grandmas. I think it's, not, it's not to the. They won't hurt each other. Well, okay, so it's, it's, it's first... a Pokemon situation where we're pretending that they're not actually fighting and killing no, each other. No, they're fighting. They're fighting. But it's just when when one of the grandchildren falls down. Well, maybe it's some wisdom of Solomon shit where you do make your grandson fight, <laughs> fight somebody else's mobile grandson unit mm-hmm. and you make them fight. And it's up to one of you, the grandparents. To call off the fight. Oh my god! So there's so there's two elements. There's good. there's <laughs> it's not good. It's nothing but good because it's you you end up in these tough situations where you're about to beat your regional the the champion grandson fighter in your county, but your son is on the your great your your son's son your daughter's son is on the ropes, and you're you're like oh I think he can pull it through, but if you don't call the fight quickly you lose that son from your account permanently. You have to start from a level one grandson. And not because the son passes away no, from he, the fight or anything. Just, it's, I think he just like, doesn't want to hang out anymore. No, he doesn't. He's like, fuck you. Grandma, this sucks. This sucks. I'm done. I'm out of here. But you give him enough, you know, maybe cinnamon candy, give him a little bit more resilience. And then when you go to your grandson and you're like, it's been, it's too much. You've got to, I got to pull you out. This grandson will have a high resilience stat and they'll say, no, grandpa. Oh, like when you no have a, gra- when you no have a son that's too high of a level, he may not obey you at all. No, it's not that. It's just like, I can do this. Oh, I like that. But I think it's, oh my God, absolutely. There will be a, your grandpa level is lower than the grandson level. And mm-hmm. so you fucking can't, you can't, you can't. Jeremy sat idly by. Yep. Damn it, Jeremy. Fuck. And then Jeremy sits idly by. He gets pounded by another grandson. And then grandma is out of usable Jeremy's. Grandma blacked out. And then you wake up in the Jeremy Center. Yeah. <laughs> not all grandchildren are named Jeremy. Nick. That's not been just my experience, but. Th- just this one. Okay. Hey, um, you know what's going to happen again? An advertisement. For GameFly specifically, Hell yeah. and I've been I, I I as shilly as this sounds, I've been so looking forward to this because it, I just no, want to know what other GameFly. This whole podcast is super shilly. It's just a yes. lot of shilly jokes. So <laughs> don't worry about that. Um, no, literally, I'm staring at my rental history right now, and I've been like, I've had it open in a tab this whole time, like eagerly waiting for you to just a- just ask me anything about it. Name a system from like 2004 to 2007, like Xbox, Game Boy Advance, DS, PSP. Just shout something out, and I'll tell you. So, like, I know looking at my GameFly queue, which I could probably load up also, mm-hmm. my PSP choices were pretty fucking good. Because mm-hmm. no, here's the thing about PSP: nobody ever wanted to buy a PSP game under any circumstances. <laughs> Correct. Ever. 
Like, I'm not going to go to the store and pay $39.99 for Twisted Metal head-on, but I will rent it and I will play it online on my PSP every night before bed at, in, oh boy. in, like, my first year of high school, which is exactly what I did. Um, just looking at the screen you've got open right now, what yes. is the most what is the most buckwild rental that you made? And let's sort of diagnose what would make a person want to grab that one. I, I mean, it's so weird because some of these are like I'm I'm pretty unashamed of. Like uh, <laughs> we talked about that. We talked about this last week. You had some formative rentals. It I did. Like. I I don't think I needed to rent Painkiller Hell Wars on the Xbox because it was just it was not a good version of Painkiller. And Painkiller no. is like one of my five favorite games ever. I am pretty excited that I rented Drill Dozer for Game Boy Advance because that game is a certified slapper. Um, I rented PQ Practical Intelligence Quotient for the PSP. You know what that is? No, that's like a, sort of an. You remember Intelligent Cube? On the uh, PlayStation 1? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's that. It's like the, the spiritual successor to, to that. Um, okay. Man, these are good. I'm just going to look only at stuff on page 5. I'm going to keep... Man, do you remember Magnetica on the DS? Hell yeah, I remember Magnetica. Okay, well... Here's one. Here, I, <laughs> sorry, I just found one. I rented in 2012 Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance on September 18th, uh, 2012. And then I must have returned it very quickly because my next game was Gravity Rush, which was like September 22nd, 2012. <laughs> I think I got King Hearts 3D and like put it in. It was like, no. You saw the title screen. You're like, this is too long a title for a video game. Goodbye. Um, do you remember Resident Evil Deadly Silence? The DS port of Resident Evil 1. That no. Was, it was actually really good. It was okay. actually really good. It was like a, a good version of RE1 that had kind of like a good 3D graphic that used both the screens really well. Donkey Kong Jungle Beat on the GameCube. I don't think that was getting rented a lot because that one more or less required you to have the the drum kit peripheral already. What I love about this is that like I have not thought about most of these games in so long, but it's like I'm like, oh shit, I guess there was a really good Jaws game called Jaws Unleashed on the original Xbox that nobody ever talks yeah. about. I think the next time that we have a Gamefly sponsor, I'm going to talk about the first game I ever rented because it is the most inscrutable to sit. Like, this was the game that made me get a Gamefly membership. Okay. And it's, it is it is unbelievable. It's, it's unimaginable. I That's that's actually very exciting to me because I can't imagine what... Because it requires... It's a very specific needle you got to thread of, like, what is a game that will that I want... There's a lot of games like this in my life where I'm like, I don't need to own you. But I, just I would want, love to play but you. But I need to play you. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about what Gamefly actually is, is a game rental service and you probably know about it. Um, I, God, I'm just like looking through my queue and like, I rented a lot of fucking games back in the day. Yeah, dude, I was moving through them. I had that, uh, that two, that two game at a time plan. So I just, I was constantly, I always had one in the mailbox, one in the chamber. So there's over 9,000 titles to choose from these days. Oh, Griffin, do you remember in, um, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I'll edit this out. But do you remember in uh, there's a YouTube video of a guy from Dragon Ball Z and he says he loves to say it's over nine thousand and it's so funny because it's he's, was that Dragon Balls was that was Dragon Ball Z? It was from Dragon Ball Z and he would go it's over nine. He would love to yell it. I always saw that man and he has like the weird eyepiece on mm-hmm. and it seems like too much. I don't. I never knew about Dragon Ball Z or regular Dragon Ball Vanilla. And so when I saw that like technology eyepiece, I thought it was like some sort of Star Wars thing or Star Trek thing. No, it's not Star Trek. It's Dragon Ball Z. And he loves to go. So he loves to. Y- that makes I- sense because I didn't think they made a Star Trek anime. Anime. It's. I feel like we're we can't be too far from that in 2017, right? So you can rent the games before you buy them, and mm-hmm. you can play them for as long as you want, and you don't have to worry about late fees because you can hold on to them for as long as you want. As in the case of my copy of Zoo Tycoon. 
It's, you, indef- it's indefinite accidentally. You have um, officially, you have, I think, gained ownership of it at this point. I've, I mean, I've stolen it. Thank you for advertising with us, Gamefly. I drank your milkshake. Fucking jokes uh, on you because, like, either they charged you for that copy of Zoo Tycoon or you've been did. paying, like, a few bucks a month to keep uh, Zoo Tycoon for the rest of your life. I'm renting to own. Anyway, go to Gamefly.com slash CGI and you can start your free premium 30-day trial today. It allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time and uh, you can only get this offer by visiting gamefly.com slash cgi so go try it out it's cool it's really cool and fun to do what is lost odyssey like i don't even know what the fuck that is that was a role-playing game on the xbox 360 i believe lost odyssey lost odyssey this was not that long ago i should remember what lost yeah what is this fucking game i never played it was developed by mistwalker and fuel plus I do not remember this fucking video game. IGN gave it an 8.2, though. It must be pretty good. Um, Hey, do we have the nug yet? I don't feel like we found it yet. Damn. Greetings, fellow humans, says Super Mario 65. It's the sequel. Do you remember, was it Super Mario Sunshine that, like, Super Mario 128 turned into? Do you well, remember that? I remember that Super Mario 128... All it ever actually was was a tech demo of like 128 a bunch, a Mario's of running Mario's. around a toilet, like stumbling into each other. Oh my god, I remember this looked like the best fucking thing ever, and now I'm looking at screenshots of Mario 128, and I look, it looks, it looks so rough, dude. It's so they, these are the worst Mario's I've ever seen in my really whole life. They're really bad looking Mario because they look like the Mario 64 Mario if you smoothed out all the edges and didn't do a pass to make him look human. But he doesn't have that stupid water jetpack on, so I like him a lot. Hey, you don't, hey, you don't, no. you don't, don't talk any any yang about the flood in this household. Not on my watch. In this household, we love and respect the flood. <laughs> Not from Halo. That's the bad flood. We like the good flood. That one's a scary alien. I was so scary. Remember when you were playing Halo and they came up in there and you got so scared? I do. I remember that. Uh, you know what about you? Also, Suhei Griffin, Super Mario sixty five. What are we thinking? Do we love it? Uh, no. Doesn't seem like you love it. Well, Super Mario 128 was 128 Marios. Super Mario 64 was one Mario. So does Super Mario 65 two Marios running around? I mean, Super Mario 65 was technically Super Mario 64 DS because they had a bunch of Marios in that one. I mean, they called them other yeah, stuff. Yeah, they, like Walu- they had a There was a Wario Mario, a yeah. Luigi Mario, and a, a, Yoshi Mario. a Yoshi Mario that you could play as. You started out playing as... I remember I bought that game from my local electronics boutique and I plugged it in like time to have fun with Mario and that game starts out and Mario's locked away and you have to play as like Yoshi. And it's like, what? I want to hang out with my red friend, Mario. It's a super, super, super weird game but it did have those very good, um, what do you call it? Uh, those like local multiplayer, we're getting video game podcasts oh, again, aren't yeah. we? But it had those like, those DS download play mini games that were like really good. Yeah, you definitely start out as Yoshi. Holy shit. Why did they... Why was it not Peach? Why was it not Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Peach? I guess because well, Peach it's is- because they gave they gave Peach her own like I can't believe this game existed game where her 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 out of control emotions turned into superpowers, which is like not only fucked up and super sexist, but like not even true to the character of Peach. Like that's not that's no. not that's not what Peach is like at all. 
Peach of all the characters, she's the only one in this whole universe whose shit is on lock. Yeah, she's the she is by far the most emotionally stable Mario. You gave Wario a game, and Wario just like runs around beating up like circus creatures while collecting gold bars or whatever. When he's the one who gets like so angry that he farts a mushroom Literally, cloud like a superpower. Mario Kart Eight, when you click on Wario, he just goes cheater, and it's like, dude, I just picked you. I haven't I done anything yet. You. The race isn't going to start for another forty five seconds because I still have to pick my cart and my wingsuit and everything and my wheels. And you. You pick Peach and she's like, whatever. And it's like, she's you're the one that there's like, she gets so sad with her out of control emotions that it makes it flood. Yeah. Outrageous. Um, outrageous character choices. Man, I'm looking at Super Mario 64 DS footage though. This game looks kind of tight. There's a lot of tight DS games. There's a Goomba in bob on Battlefield when you're playing as Yoshi at the beginning. And I'm watching this Yoshi run up on him lick him take the hat and then the yoshi just turns into mario while searching for the power stars he found a red cap put it on and suddenly voila you look just like mario what the fuck so this is this is still yoshi in there on the bottom screen on the touch screen it's a picture of yoshi wearing mario's hat but on the actual top screen the screen that matters it's just straight up mario no thanks fucked up um let's let's rapid fire man we got to find this nug i know i'm trying to find it here's the problem we need to address this right now. Lots of folks making their game suggestions outside of the game suggestion thread in Reddit thinking that we'll see them and pick those. We because can't reward they... that kind of behavior, Griffin. Well, it's not just that. I don't read Reddit under any other circumstances <laughs> except for this one this single thread. thread and this one single subreddit. Yeah. Otherwise, I do not visit the website, so I promise you I do not see that shit. Cut it out. Uh, good good announcement. What do you think of Dr. Professor Doctor's suggestion, Home Wreckers, a fighting game where you play as houses with arms and legs? There are no health bars in this fighting game. Instead, you and your opponent are fully destructible models and must completely demolish the other before you get demolished. I'll say this. I'll say this. Why just houses? I, I, Why just houses? It doesn't have to be just houses. We I do, do trains. I do like houses because I, I think creativity within constraints is very very helpful for you and for me griffin and the yeah. idea of houses allows us to do what i think you and i have always wanted to do which is to take the red faction gorilla engine and make a fighting game in it where you both play as two giant houses trying to knock each other down big house they have these houses need to be big boy well there's- i'm telling you what they can't just be little ranch style two bedroom dealies i'm i'm i need lots of mass that i can sort of grab and rip and tear at that is that is important. Although I will say Red Faction Gorilla's physics were such that if the house even had like one corner of it with a pole sticking out of it holding the whole house up, it would probably still be standing. So still be up. I, th- I mean, I think there's a fun opportunity of like maybe a small little like tiny ranch style home could be a character class and you're very nimble and you're very small. But if but if a mansion lands a direct hit on you and I am just picturing the gameplay from arms here. So I need to just say that out now. This is going to play exactly like arms in every way. Um a mansion hits you you're out of you're out of commission but if you can just kind of dodge and duck and weave and pound away at this bigger house is there a family in the house i think it could be funny but like they're safe they'll like run away or whatever and maybe the dad's like in the shower and you see his dumb butt (laughs) that would be funny kind of like a keita takahashi sense of humor and also it would be fun if like your friends could support you by playing as the people in the house and they could have little BB guns and they're shooting at the other house you're fighting. Ooh, that's good. Did you ever play fucking, there was a DS game, Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, that was the fuck, describe this game because I actually looked it up like last week to see if I could like 
find a copy of it. For somewhere. people who don't know, it's a game where you play as a slime from Dragon Quest, uh, except you're running around. It's it's a mech combat game where you, on the, the bottom screen, you're running around inside of a mech. Uh, and on the top screen, you see this like super pulled out perspective of your giant mech versus the enemy giant mech. And you're the slime. So you'll have to like run down into the engine room and like grab some ammunition and throw it in the cannon to make your thing fire. And it was just and like, you had, like, there were two lanes that like projectiles would fly around. So if you saw something coming at you from the enemy lane, you had to like put a bigger thing in that. And you're like, if it's coming at you in the bottom lane, you have to go and put a big cannonball in your lower cannon so that it would block that one and push through and hit their thing. And also between these fights it was like an over like a like just sort of like a dungeon crawler kind yeah. of where you would go around collecting the shit that you would use in these fights it was fucking brilliant Man, it was really, so fun really enjoying thinking I'm, about I'm, I'm ebaying the fuck out of this cartridge when we are done recording this there's podcast. fucking wait a minute there was like apparently in Japan there were like multiple of this game what there was like sequels and shit Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime oh oh it's a sequel to Slime Mori Mori Dragon Quest Shogeki no Shippodan for the Game Boy Advance. So that's what happened. There was a GBA version oh, that you I and see, I, I never got to play. And then this was a sequel. So we could do this with this House Hunters game and we could steal it and pretend and delete the last five minutes of the podcast and then mm-hmm. pretend like we didn't know about this Rocket Slime game. Because I think this is good. And I'm envisioning something like um, on phones or on Switch where you just like sit next to your buddy or whatever when you have these fights and you only see half the battlefield and you like see your house or whatever and you see the shit coming at it but you can like zoom into like a macro level and try to like blow the fuck out of the other person's house Ooh, this is good okay because i've been thinking about this a lot lately i'm still obsessed with this idea because i've been um playing a couple vr games here and there Mm -hmm. uh including google earth vr which is like dude that is my shit I will just get in Google Earth and like go look at some shit I've never seen before. It is the most blissed out like gaming experience I've had in You're a like while. You're like the fifth person to say that to me and I'm literally about to just buy a Rift just so I can for this one fucking experience. It's so it's so sick, man. I went to I basically like flew over to Japan and I went to all the spots that like we went to on my honeymoon a few years ago and just like Checked on, just checked on them. Oh, cool. How they do it? The, How they hold that's up? What, that's what that looks like from a mile up. Neat. Um, it's so cool. So, like, I've, I've been obsessed with this idea, and I, I'm sure I've talked about it on this podcast, of, like, a good-ass Sims or Animal Crossing-style life sim where you have your own house in virtual reality, right? Mm. And you can, like, go around and invite people into it, and you can, like, get a checkers board and play checkers or whatever. Um, um, and why there's, like, now that I have this, this new big... Uh, phone that I don't have any good games on except for this stupid tapping game like why isn't there a good Animal Crossing game on that already obviously there's like Sims free play but that's not very good so I'm obsessed with this idea of like having a house because Animal Crossing Wild World World, or New Leaf is like my favorite game ever Mm -hmm. and so but that game once you have this dope cool house there's not much stuff you can do what if that house was just your battleship and so there was a, a life sim element where you had to like customize your bathroom and customize your living room. And while you're doing that, in addition to like making a living room that you think looks cool or cute or whatever matches your aesthetic, you are also, when your house transforms into battle mode, it will have better capabilities because of the fancy shower that you put in your bathroom. I'm loving this idea too of like, 
your house is getting evaluated by Happy Home Academy, but it's also being evaluated by like this the military home academy, and you're trying to make a house that is simultaneously aesthetically pleasing and well defended. Well defended, yeah. And so when it transforms into battle mode, you are all of a sudden inside your house and you have to run from station to station, sort of FTL style. We're like, oh god, the enemy has like it hit us with a sludge bomb and now we can't see out the window, so we don't know like we don't know. We can't see the, see through the front windows, so we don't know like what's coming at us in the battlefield. Well, let's run to the bathroom, use the shower, and the shower will wash that sludge off. And oh my God, there's a bunch of stuff coming. We need to get down to the kitchen and cook up some projectiles. That we, you see, you know what I'm that. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if you if you invest in a really nice shower, not only is your hygiene meter full, but you can like quickly wash aside any dirt that gets blasted on you in combat, which confers a strategic benefit everything's tied together this game is systems on systems on systems i think and i think it could be cool it's like a local connected like networked game um where i either on your switch all you see is your house and like some battlefield in front of you um or it could work as a first person experience where you literally have to look out the front window to see what's coming your way or you have to like throw open the front door to see what's coming your way and then go and fire back was there, I think either I think either one works. Like, was there a component? Maybe I'm just misremembering, but I feel like there was a component in Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime where, like, sometimes parts of your ship would like catch on fire, and you'd have to go put the fires out or something. But if not, I think there I, was. I think there was something like that, or maybe I may be conflating because there was a lot of this like systems level stuff in FTL. Um, and I don't know what I'm conflating. I mean, the, the games I think are a little bit similar yeah, in that shit, they yeah. are about these. No, that's they are about what I'm these. Thinking of too. They're about these macro battles that you manage on a very micro scale, and I think that's hot shit. It's so good. And I also I, I think it's like a really really good like general premise for a genre that maybe this is the only these are the only two games that really capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with this idea of like, here's my house. You want to come visit? Oh, you don't want to come visit? You want to fucking jump? All right, I'll jump. Battle stations, kids. Let's go. This is excellent. Do we... How? Okay, work with me here. We need a title. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of really good... There's a lot of really good um, options just involving words like house and home and homes. I mean, home front is already taken. Yeah, it is taken. I mean, Dr. Professor Doctor did suggest home wreckers. Home wreckers is good. How about... Can I give you... Property Brothers in Arms. (laughs) I love that. So, Brothers in Arms, uh, I was also like, man, okay, Property Property Brothers in Arms, what was that that sequel, Road to Hill 30, that they did, Sons of War? I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a lot of Brothers in Arms games that I think we could maybe play with. Oh, Big Red wise. One, yeah. D-Day, Earned in Blood, Hell's Highway, Double Time, Hour of Heroes, Global Front, Gro- Global Front Door. Global Front Door, That's that's something. Yeah. That's something. That's not nothing. Do you think? Do you, I feel like we left this abstract? Is it a first-person game where you have to run around and fight like that? I, I I think I like better the idea of it being like a small screen experience where like you are fighting against somebody else on their small screen, like launching shit onto their screen. You know what I mean? Like launching shit from your. Sc- I love that shit. Yeah, I do. When too. like you fire a cannonball and you see it travel across your screen, and then all of a sudden it's, it's on their. So shit. satisfying. Conversely, what's in vogue right now is absolutely that first-person survival, like running around a house and picking up weapons type shit. You know, like, I don't like it though. It's I, that's a, the, they're they're zigging. We should zag. Do you want that early access money, or do you want to 
make a Fuck DS no, game. I don't want the early access money because there's been like two good early access games. <laughs> I'm not in it for the fucking money, man. I'm in it for the I'm in it for the art, the for love the craft. of the game. All right, well, I mean, been, that, we're, I'm, making, I'm, we're making enough money off our past works. That's we true. got that glass house money. Like I'm good. It's great. We got that, that like Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackson money. Like a, we're good. A benefit of our model, our production model, compared to say your Ubisofts and your EAs of the world, is that they do maybe four or five AAA games a year. We do fifty-two games yeah, a year. Yeah, we do fifty-two games a year, and I don't understand why these dummies just aren't doing it. Yeah. Oh no, our game failed. Who gives a shit? Get back up on that yeah. horse. It's five days till we record the next one. It's not a not a big make whoop. it. Just jam it. Just jam it out. Jam it out. So I'm glad you agree, Griffin, that the game is going to be called Property Brothers in Arms: Colon Global Front Door. Uh, it makes things a lot easier for both of us. That I, it's I, very, very, very. I, here's the problem with that, Nick. Mm-hmm. I really like this idea for this game, and I don't know that I want to ship it with such a Mm, bad and frankly legally questionable title you your property brothers came through from your end griffin unless 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 um because i met one of the property brothers before i could probably get in the front door to get a good license work done yeah like they, we could, they we haven't could done get, a game yet they haven't no i mean they have the like the version of their hgtv show where they compete to like design a house that's better than the other person's house but this is a more sort of um, direct home-based battle, and I think I don't know. I think I think we could get. I think we can get them involved. All right. So I mean, if you can call them like right now, that'd be really good. I can't call them right now because they're they're in Canada and it's like four a.m. there. I always forget about the hemisphere time zone stuff that you yeah. have to factor in. Once you go north of a certain meridian, it's it gets all topsy turvy. It flips around. It gets all weird and funny. Um. Cool. Property Brothers in Arms. Global Front Door. Stupid. It's good, actually. <laughs> All right. Um. Thanks for listening to Cool Games Inc. We did it a good one. This we, is a good one. I feel like we haven't had a good one. Last time we made a fucking movie, so we haven't had a good one in a bit. I feel <laughs> we haven't like. had a good one in at least one week. Um, um. It's good to be back up on that horse. I want this game. I really want to play Rocket Slime. Just Damn like it. if you're a game developer and you're listening to this, and I imagine there have to be at least three. Like we're ready. We're ready for the spiritual successor for Dragon Quest Heroes: Cool and Rocket Slime, or as I like to call it, Suraimu Mori Mori Dragon Quest Two. Dyson Sha Dyson Sa to Shippo Don. Beautiful dripping. I've been I've been practicing. Lips. It's what it's really good. Fucking great game. Um. Yeah. So that's uh that's this week's thing. We did it. Tos made dragon slime. Rocket slime. Yeah, I've never heard T O S E. Tos. Wow, they made a fucking lot of games. Sweet Christ. They made all the Game and Watch Gallery games except for Game and Watch Gallery Four. They made every NES game. They made Dragon Warrior Monsters. That was a good game. How did they go from making Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime in 2005 and then making the Avatar The Last Airbender DS game the next year? Yo, they made Shrek Hassle at the Castle for Game Boy Advance. Not quite Super Slam, but I'm sure it inspired some of the, the elements. This is wild. They still They're still active, man. They're still active. They're still cranking it out. They made Valkyrie Profile Lenneth. That was a good game. And then they also made planes based on Disney's planes. <laughs> well, don't you don't look at that one. So, thank you, Toast. We'll bring you back. We'll bring Toast on for this Property Brothers game. I, it's think, only it, fair. I think they're the right It's only prayer it. that we break them off. Is it Toast or Toes? Toast. Bubbly, bubbly Toes. 
So that's the episode this week. Thanks for joining us again here at Cool Games Inc. Mm. And if you could tell a friend, Griffin, about the show, sorry, then- I know I we're ending, but you need to know something really important about toes. Here's a quote about toes we're always behind the scenes said masa agarita vice president of toes u.s division our policy is not to have a vision instead we follow our customers visions most of the time we refuse to put our name on the games not even staff names as such toes has gained a reputation for being a quote ghost developer yeah i mean yeah they are dude i'm looking at this fucking list they worked on the nintendo switch port of zelda breath of the wild <laughs> What? What? That's like the best game ever, guys. You should have put your name on that That's one. That's fucking wild. They also made Donkey Kong Jr. math. <laughs> you don't always have to do that. They made the DS and PlayStation ports of Chrono Trigger. They sure they did, ported- but Griffin, and I think this is pertinent to what we're talking about you this week. And can't. Griffin, they made Super Princess Peach. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we don't put toes on this particular. <laughs> and Mario Color Splash. Paper Mario Color Splash. They made the Wii version of Okami. Like, they've made a lot of really good shit, man. All right. I'm I'm ready to let them out of the doghouse. By the way, I'm realizing now uh, we ran a huge feature on Polygon.com called The Secret Developers of the Video Game Industry, uh, written by our own own Matt Leone, and there's some good Toes Talk in there. So if you just search for uh, Toes Talk... You'll find it. You'll find a link to this podcast. Yeah. No, The Secret Developers Um, of the Video Game Industry is a really great thing. Uh, to read if you're interested in more of these ghost developers uh, so it's pertinent to this um, we've also got uh, Cool Games Inc. videos that go up uh, every Monday on youtube.com slash polygon the one coming up this upcoming Monday is based on our uh, movie reviewers trying to write reviews about Pokemon the first movie so oh, Jesus. that bit is now getting its own little animated treatment uh, what else Griffin what else we do well, we do have a series called Touch the Skyrim that is uh, going to be back next week. And I think it's going to be a, the start of a brand new exciting chapter for Touch the Skyrim that I'm excited. Yeah, spinoff. I'm, I'm really psyched for. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we do a bunch of dumb stuff. Go to YouTube.com slash Polygon and just mm-hmm. watch it. It's fun. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Until next time, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. No problem. Fine. <laughs>